What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Making the Turn, the premier green industry podcast that highlights professionals across many areas, including golf course management, sports turf, sales, business, education, landscaping, and more. Making the Turn is hosted by me, BJ Parker. I've spent nearly 25 years in the green industry, mostly as a golf course superintendent, and now I want to bring the knowledge and insight from myself and the many people I've met and continue to meet along the way. Making the Turn will provide valuable content for those looking to learn from others, gain useful tips and tricks, and be better in their daily lives. You can find Making the Turn on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Please be sure to rate, review, share, and subscribe. It helps keep the podcast growing and getting better. Thanks for listening, and welcome to another episode of the Making the Turn podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Making the Turn podcast. I'm your host, BJ Parker, and I appreciate you joining me today. And once again, we're coming at you um, from on location at the University of Tennessee uh, turf grass field days here in Knoxville, Tennessee, and we have a beautiful day. There's a ton of people gathering around, and uh, we're just they're checking out a few of the research projects and just a lot of stuff going on. Hopefully, throughout this series, you've heard or picked up on some things. And and um, and uh, if you get a chance ever to come and check this out, it's a really cool place. They host it uh, pretty much every year around the last part of August, first of September, and we're getting to sit down with a few people that are in our industry, guys who have been superintendents, sports turf guys, and it's allowed me to talk to some individuals that uh, I've known for a while, and I'm getting to sit down with another guy that uh, I've gotten to meet and talk to for a while. He's been a big supporter of the uh, podcast, and he's helped me uh, sort of encourage to get other people on, and uh, it's Mr. Mark Stovall with Harold's. How are you doing, sir? Glad to be here. Appreciate you doing this. Definitely enjoy the podcast. Thank you, man. I, I, is You feel like you're getting a, a something out of it. I feel like that I'm... As uh, I'm 24, 25 uh, episodes into it now, I'm I'm getting deeper and deeper into it, and I feel like that that I'm getting better. Content's getting better, and uh, how's that? You you getting something out of it? Every one of them. Yeah. Which ones have you enjoyed the most? All of them. All of them. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I, I don't. I I have some that I've done better. It's either I I critique myself a lot. I get into. Um, talking about things or wish I'd have said this or another. But as I, as I learn, it's just like anything. It's like if I'm shooting a basketball, I get better the more I do it and, and, or whatever, throwing a football. And I'm like, you know, the more I do this, the better I get, the, the smoother it becomes. And you just kind of hope that as they grow, it gets better and, and thing, the, the topics come better, the, the conversation gets more um, fluid. So I feel like it's going that way. It's scripted. You can tell. No, it's so, not. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm saying yeah. if it oh, was, you could yeah. tell. Yeah. yeah. I think that's where the authenticity comes into it. It's I just, I don't, I don't come with anything. I didn't send you any questions or anything no. like that. And I enjoy no. it. And that's kind of how I've done it. And I think that's been the most uh, fun part of it because I, it can go in a lot of different directions. I've learned a lot. Yep. So are you enjoying the day? Beautiful. Couldn't have yeah. picked better weather. Oh, it's been the theme. I mean, we have got a not a cloud in the sky and the and the beautiful setting here, and uh, can't uh, couldn't ask for a better day. August 29th, and it's in the 70s. Yeah. What uh, have you got a chance to check out some of the things that are I going have. on? What I've walked around a few, and uh, just you know, getting to see a lot of old friends. Yeah. What What have you seen that you uh, like so far? Uh, Anything that stands out? Nothing particular right now. Yeah. I mean, all have been good. Yeah. Well, I cool. got to hit a few more after this. Yeah. Well. I appreciate you sitting down, and uh, I, so I, 
I'd like to start with, you know, we, we haven't gotten a chance to know each other, but we've talked to uh, uh, some here in the last uh, six months or so, and I appreciate all the support you've done for the podcast and everything. And, and, uh, but uh, tell me a little bit about your background, where you came from, how you got in the business, what are you doing, what sort, of, what sort of your career path, and how you, how you ended up uh, where you're at uh, selling for Harold's. I uh, grew up in Fulton, Mississippi, a small town just outside of Tupelo, okay. northeast corner of the state. Uh, came into golf later in life, played sports, uh, played some JUCO football, and uh, didn't think too far out. Uh, beyond that, was looking at a business major and blew a knee out, career ended. Oh, and uh, So uh, I go to Mississippi State and then just actually got in the turf program there. Yeah. So... So I grew up playing other sports more than golf, but I had worked at my uh, hometown nine-hole course uh, back early in college. Yeah. But it was no career motivation at that time, sure. but at least I got a start there. Yeah. And then I went to work at Old Waverly in West Point, Mississippi, okay. uh, the day before it opened. Yeah. And uh, sort of changed my career path at that point. Yeah. So how, so um, what, what, what sort of things did you do at Old Waverly? Did you work your way up? sort of learn the ropes there i was a student fly yeah. mowing weed eating yeah <laughs> yeah there was no glamour they got they got you Walk all they got you in everything correct yeah so you're a former superintendent right that's correct where, where how did so how did your career path take you to becoming a superintendent so i graduated uh from mississippi state 93 went to work for jeff hollister chattanooga golf and country club yeah. as his assistant was there three and a half years and yeah. then i uh, went to uh well here uh fox den in yeah. knoxville and, you got uh, some fans watching you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I came here in, uh, yeah, 97. Yeah. To uh, Fox Den was my first superintendent job. Yeah. So do you miss the, the superintendent world? I still, uh, I mean, once you're a superintendent, you never forget it. Yeah. I do enjoy it, but I yeah. love this aspect. I got bad that I never went anywhere else, just stayed on my own course. So it's yeah. really fun to get out and yeah. see other golf courses now. Spend yeah. time with some superintendents. Yeah. Your career is kind of taken – was Fox Den your last course? Or no, was Fox that? Den was my first okay. superintendent. So I went to Lookout after that. Spent okay. 15 years at Lookout Mountain. Yeah. So technically just across the Georgia state line sure. from uh, Chattanooga there. And then I went uh, – spent two years at Forest Creek, a uh, 36-hole facility in Pinehurst. Okay. So – Wow, I bet that was pretty. I've never heard of that course. Uh, it's uh, Fazio, and uh, like I said, it's a north-south, so there's 36 holes. Yeah. So a nice property there. Out yeah. by the airport, if people know Pinehurst. Yeah. I got, I've got. i gotten – my English is terrible, but I, I've been over to Pinehurst, and it was just fabulous golf and everything. I, I don't get to spend as much time over there, but I've enjoyed it. It's beautiful. I love golf course architecture, so what a wonderful place to yeah. get to live yeah. for two years. I'm a big fan of golf course architecture in general, and I, we, I've, it's been a theme because I've talked to a couple of guys at the Ross courses, and he's my favorite. But do you have a favorite architecture? Well, Lookout Mountain, Seth Rayner. Oh, so. yeah, okay. That's another one. That so I, that was great, all yeah. the connections of what he did around the country. So, uh, yeah, again, 15 yeah. years at, at, at Lookout. Yeah. What's, uh, I've never been to Lookout Mountain. What's so special about that? I hear a lot of people talk about it. It's like a little jewel over there that nobody really says anything about. Yeah, Rainer uh, didn't build a lot of golf courses, but uh, that was a special one there on a mountain uh -huh. setting. So, uh, and you know, you got usually build about 22 holes. So, yeah. which 18 did you get type deal? But you can go to Rainer and see the work. So he's got some great uh, Fox Chapel, uh, Chicago Golf, Shore Acres, sure. uh, 
so he's done some wonderful work so it was great to have that on a mountain setting yeah he's so. similar to ross in a lot of ways isn't he yeah he uh i don't know the uh his birth he unfortunately passed away in 26 so okay so oh. Well, I, I'm a, I, I love golf. It's been a, it's something I've been around forever. It's kind of afforded me the opportunity to do this podcast. It's given me an in and sitting down and talking with guys in our industry. And, you know, and, and uh, I don't get to talk much about the golf course side or golf in general side of things, but it's always been a passion of mine. That's how I got started. You know, I, I played golf, grew up on a golf course and, and um, picked balls, washed carts and did all that. And, and so, and you know, it's just been one of those things. And I, I wanted to be a golf course architect, but I couldn't pass calculus. <laughs> it was a brutal class. I mean, I just had no choice. Well, it's good to see courses or a lot of remodeling going on yeah. or renovations. Yeah. And, I mean, there are a few new ones being built now, yeah. so it's good to see that. And I uh, love a golf course. You can get on and think your way around. Yeah. So in your in your travels around, do you get what what are what are some of the courses that you sort of like the most right now you got a you got a favorite do you play you play golf i've started playing again a little okay. bit so i was not good about playing as a superintendent but yeah. we moved this summer i was moving the golf clubs and i decided i might as well start playing yeah since i'm not taking care of the golf course yeah. it's not as i don't have to critique my own work so <laughs> a little bit easier but i've been fortunate i've got to do some nice internships and uh I was I was fortunate to work at Augusta. Yeah, I got to work two Masters. So I mean, obviously it's wonderful. Uh, I got to do a uh, work at Open Championship at uh, at uh, St Andrews. Oh wow! Five, and then you know that's a dream. Sure. So, talk to me about that a little bit because I'm interested. How did uh, what was that experience like? St Andrews. Yeah. Oh, phenomenal. Uh, actually, going back to Augusta, Marsh Benson helped me get the right connection and uh, was lucky to fall into that role. Yeah. And uh, that's a, again, a dream come true. Perfect weather like this. Uh, St. Andrews is one of the driest areas of Scotland. Sure. They're on the East Coast. So uh, that was the year uh, Tiger won. Yeah. So uh, we had great weather, a lot of great time. It's just a different, agronomic is totally different right. there. You know? Right. What What is the preparation for an open like? I mean, uh, you know, over here, it's a little more polished. Things, a lot of things are going on. What, what, what do they got? What's, what's sort of different? It's you know, got to be a different experience. It's multiple courses, uh, so you know I'm just riding along and learning as I went. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of time and effort into the bunkers there. Sure. But uh, there was a bunker crew that was, most of them were employees there. Not yeah. a lot of volunteers doing that. The uh, the guys mowing were. They were incredible. Yeah. You know, the greens are double on most of them, and they would, in practice round, would have to sometimes stop in the middle to finish and kept straight lines. Yeah. Still this day, I don't know how they did that. <laughs> it was tough enough to mow straight lines, not stopping in the middle and starting back. So, yeah. But, you know, you had the double greens. Right. You know, the firmness of the, the ground is amazing. Yeah. Stint meter readings, I can't remember, but I know the fairways to the greens were only about a foot different yeah. on stint meter readings. Yeah. So, that's it. That's the common theme is that it's everything's just on one grass, maybe mowed a little bit different, but one grass, high to cut, but they yeah. have multiple species sure. of cool season grasses yeah. there. All fescues and stuff, right? Uh, they've got a little bit of everything, even yeah. on greens. Oh, wow. So, so you mentioned you worked at Augusta. How did that come to be? Uh, that was an internship in college. Okay. I was able to get there. Uh, that was uh, 92. Yeah. 
So I was there from uh, January through August of uh, 92. Right. So that was a great. Uh, that had to be pretty special. Freddie Couples won that one. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, yeah, that was unique. Yeah. And I didn't have anybody to follow up on. Now, I was the first one from state to go over. There's been a big connection, so there was nobody to ask, like, hey, what's this going to be like? Right. I'm going to be pulling weeds, but uh, Marsh <laughs> and Brad and the assistants, uh, Sam, they, I mean, you got to do multiple jobs. You saw projects. Uh, yeah, I, I learned a lot there, made yeah. a lot of good friends through that. You still stay connected to those guys today? Yeah, talked to Marsh quite often. Yeah. Just last week, as a matter of fact. So, yeah, I, I'm glad I did it. Hey, I have this podcast that he might want to come on. Yeah, he's a good one. He's yeah. A, He's a, he was a great mentor. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's interesting you mentioned that uh, because I like to talk to some, you know, you've, you're probably familiar with some of the things I like to do. And I, and I think that having a mentor is pretty important. Um, and so was he your, your like main mentor or is he one of the guys that's kind of motivated you or is there others? Yeah, there, I mean, there's others. I mean, he's yeah. one of the main, and then Jeff yeah. Hollister, who sure. I worked for at Chattanooga Golf Country yeah. Club for three and a half years. Jeff was great. Yeah, I mean, he worked you. I yeah. mean, he worked you hard, but he taught taught me a lot. Yeah. So uh, I value uh, the the time I spent with Jeff there. What, what's something that you learned from him that you you know sort of took with you? Communication with members. Uh, yeah. His agronomic uh, background is very strong, but just uh, how you communicate with members. Yeah. And, I mean, that's a course, if I don't know if you played it, it just gets, each time I go back, it gets better. Unfortunately, I haven't. I've, you know, I don't get to come down here or, or Knoxville or Chattanooga very often, but uh, it's something that I want to do. And being a golfer like I am, I, I, Chattanooga Golf Country and Country Club is definitely high on the list of one of the courses I want to play. Uh, Lookout's another. Um, I've been invited and had a couple opportunities. I just can't seem to make it work. But. Some great golf all around the state of Tennessee. Yeah. And I'm in northwest Georgia also. But uh, the American Society of Golf Course Architects, it was 12 or 13 came to Chattanooga. I thought that was a big honor and uh, yeah. for Chattanooga to get. So they played Lookout, Rainer, uh, a Ross at Chattanooga Golf and Country Club, and then they played out at the Honors. Yeah. So Pete Dye. So. It's a pretty solid round. Yeah. Uh, and then, rotation there. <laughs> and then Bill Bergen's done a lot of great work in Chattanooga. Yeah. You've got Sweetens there that Rob Collins has done. Yeah. So there's a lot of great golf. That Sweetens Cove something else. I mean, that, that Very place. special. Yeah. I've, uh, I interviewed uh, Brent from down there, and, and it was – and just what a good dude, but what a cool place, you know. And uh, and, I, and Rob, you know, what yeah, they've done yep. there. It's amazing. I'd love to get Rob on eventually. I, I think that he'd be great. I know he's – maybe busier than Brent, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. His name is growing. So yeah, yeah, for sure. He yeah. Well-deserved. Yeah. I saw where they've got another golf course they're going to be doing. Nebraska. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Some other interviewing is going on that shall remain nameless, but yeah, yeah he's got a, a course, I think outside of link Omaha, Omaha. Maybe. Yeah. It's in Nebraska yeah. somewhere. Yeah. So, um, you, you moved into the sales side of things. How's that going for you? I enjoy it. Yeah, I do. It's, uh, like I said, it was, after we moved back from uh, Pinehurst, I went to work with a company called Byside, based out of Pinehurst, yeah. and uh, and then this position opened up with Harold. So uh, really enjoyed it. But it's like I said, I just got bad about not visiting other golf courses. Sure. So now I get to see and learn, and there's a lot of great guys out there yeah. and ladies that are yeah, doing this sure. type of work. So uh, and it gets more challenging, I think, every year. Yeah. 
being a former superintendent uh, and now on the sales side, how does that sort of help you, benefit you? Are you able to, I mean, do you, do you feel like that that gives you a, uh, maybe an advantage or is it somewhat of a hindrance? Or do you look at it from not really either way? Either way. Yeah. You know, you don't want to come across like you know it all, because like I said, I'm learning a lot from sure. these guys. Sure. I mean, I think every, I mean, every situation's different. Everybody's dealing with something different. Every course is different, got their own unique challenges. Um, if you can, I feel like if I was a salesman, and I'm, I am in some ways, is, you know, is kind of understand where they're coming from and, and, and use your experiences and what you've sort of experienced in your life and sort of help them and, whether it's whether you can help by selling them something or just give them some knowledge. You know, it's, sometimes it's not just agronomic. It's like they want to vent, and you know, how'd you handle this situation? Yeah. Membership. Yeah. Boards. Do you get do you get guys that that sort of try to bounce things off of you? And oh yeah, all the time. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I mean, that's a big part of our business. We, the relationship side of things is so great, and uh, we get to talk to guys and learn. And you know, the more we can learn from each other, the better off we are. And uh, you know, it's, it's, I think it's a little bit on the rare side. And I don't know if every business is like that. Yeah, I agree. I think against your competition, you're right. They share yeah. equipment, knowledge, and uh, and that's the way you learn. Yeah. What are you dealing with? And it, like I said, agron well, you know, even on a golf course, it's you've got different holes and different agronomic issues on certain greens with yeah. sunlight or air movement. Yeah. So everybody deals with something different. Well, they certainly do. I mean, um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's every place is different. Like I said, it's a, you got a unique set of challenges. You know, everybody's dealing with labor or different financial situations, and and uh, guys like yourself are in the, that have sort of been on both sides of it now and can uh, be a huge benefit. And I think that's that's big. I mean, some sometimes you run into guys that just you know they're not really sure where you're coming from. You know, yeah, the labor issue. I don't. I don't have an answer for that one. That that one's scary. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't. I, I'm I'm afraid that it's going to get worse, and and the difficulty in trying to get people involved in programs such, such as UT or, you know, just get a new flow of, of students, uh, employees. And I mean, I, I, it's a it's something that's been talked about several different times, and and uh, that's why they're building mowers that run by themselves. You know, programs are losing students. You know, you've, you've had Lake City go away, which was a great program. Yeah. And there's going to be a demand. I keep telling these guys in their 30s and late 20s that there's going to be a shortage. Guys yep. can't hire assistants right now, so there will be a period. There's going to be a huge demand for, you know, as the superintendents start retiring. Yeah. It's in their, you know, 50s, 60s right now. Yeah. Well, are you excited for football season? I'm ready. It yeah. feels like it today, doesn't it? Now you said you go into Mississippi State, but, but you're a Bama boy. I'm a Nick Saban fan. Oh, so it's it's more of a coach thing. Yeah, yeah. great great leader. Did you are you um, familiar with the? I think it's a several year old piece, but he the what was been kind of floated around here lately about the um, uh, giving kids second chances. Have you seen that? I have. What do you thought about? What you thought about that? I think I, I before you answer, I I'm a huge Saban fan myself. I'm a Bama. I was born in Birmingham. I, I'm you know. You know my history, and I love Alabama football, but but he is something special. He's got a unique way of looking at life, how to deal with things, and I think that's been a what most people don't get to see about the 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 turnaround that Bama's made, plus the guys he's 
he's sort of coaching now and sort of the philosophies he's encouraging on these young kids and stuff. And it's great to see people acknowledge that he, you know, he can come across kind of mean or brash on in, in some of those press conferences, but he has a, he, he, uh, he intimidates his own players. Sure. <laughs> but he has a, he has a way of doing it in a way they learn and they, and they, and they make some better individuals. Well, it reminds me of the coaches like when I played in the yeah. 80s. You know, it was more direct in your face type. But, look, he's been successful. Yeah. Well, I'm excited about football season. It's my favorite time of the year. And, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, with this day and the weather and everything, it's going to be getting fired up for it. Yeah, it was always good. I grew bent grass. And uh, football season meant cooler weather, <laughs> and it was going to start relaxing a little bit. Yeah. I, yeah. I imagine all those guys that have bent grass are out here breathing a little sigh of relief oh this is uh i was thinking that when i woke up this morning it's supposed to be in the uh, upper 50s so they're they're close to being home free now yeah well um what do you like to do for fun what, what's some of the things that keep you going when you're not driving behind the windshield hiking and now like i said i've started playing some golf so yeah. i got a long way to go maybe i can get some lessons from you but it's mainly the driving <laughs> range now but uh yeah hopefully i can start playing that some more yeah where's home for you uh, so I live on uh, Signal Mountain. Okay. So just You're still on, down uh, in Chattanooga. Chattanooga, right? Yeah. Right. And then what do you what What's your territory that you cover? So I've got Northwest Georgia, uh, Southeastern Tennessee, all of Middle, and then uh, the majority of West besides Memphis. Yeah. Area. Okay. So. Well, man, I appreciate you sitting down and doing this. It's been a lot of fun. Um, I'm glad I get to know you a little bit more and enjoy it. And um, you know, this uh, it's a big day, and I hope you get to. See all the cool. You see, have you checked out the Zoysia? I've asked everybody about the Zoysia greens. I worked with By Side, so yeah. we were, I dealt with that there. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. You talking about for the greens? Yeah, for yeah. the greens. Yeah, there's some interesting. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Yeah, I am too, because I I think in this area of the country, it's 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 be certainly becoming something that's a viable option, uh, especially if you're looking at maybe transitioning from bent grass to ultra dwarf or Zoysia. Uh, now you've got a little bit of an opportunity to sort of look at something different. Sometimes you don't own the trees that uh, shade you. Yeah. So it eliminates uh, Bermuda. So these zoysias, you know, that can handle a lot less uh, sunlight. Yeah. It's going to be very interesting. A little I, more cold tolerant also. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm uh, curious uh, if we ever, if you check it out and um, we get to talk more. I, I, one of the things I want to do I've never done is have a specific conversation podcast where I, and you may you may have some input on this, but like just have I've got a round table I can set up and have a few guys and just discuss a particular topic, dive really deep into it. And um, I think that's certainly becoming one of the ones I'm putting in the in the uh, back burner to talk about is some of the new options for greens. The setup you got right here would be great. Yeah, ask I mean, some you, questions and have several sitting around and answering those. Yeah, and I may and if I can if the day goes on and and uh, I can do that, I'd love to do that. So. Maybe, maybe that'll happen. That'd be great. Well, appreciate you doing it. Uh, thanks for uh, all the support you do. Keep telling everybody about the podcast. I wish you the best. And uh, if there's uh, anything I can do for you, let me know. But uh, thanks for everything you do for me. I appreciate it. Please keep up the great work. I'll do it. And um, until next time, that's another episode of Making the Turn with B.J. Parker. I'll talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.